Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Justin Linville. How's it going? It's, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. Anyway, did you, get a, <laughs> did you get a chance to catch the show last night? I had to see a play. I didn't have to. I went to see a play with my parent, with my partner's grandparents. Justin. Caesar and Cleopatra. It's a running theme on this podcast that you staunchly refuse to watch the TV show. I watch the TV show. It, I don't ta- believe it tapes, you. it tapes at 11 p.m. We tape the podcast at 1.30 p.m. You've never watched live, and it gives you I, I convenience. You live. never bring up the old I episodes either. Live. I do watch live. Did you watch Mary Houlihan's episode? I did. What were your favorite specific moments? <laughs> Tommy's little oil bit. <laughs> All right. He did watch it. Let's start the show. <laughs> the theme is playing, just you can't hear it. God damn it, Harry. <laughs> there we go. Ba-ba-na. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chris Gethard Presents podcast. This is, of course, the companion podcast of the Chris Gethard Presents television show on public access that you can watch every Wednesday night. You don't have to watch the TV show to get the podcast. You don't have to get listen to the podcast to get the TV show, but they go pretty good together. I am your host, Chris Gethard. I'm quitting comedy sometime around late February, <laughs> early March. You've heard already from my co-host, Justin Linville. Justin, it is really good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. And of course, returning once again, your co-host, just to be clear, I asked you to be my co-host. Yes. Without authorizing with me, you got your own co-host. I had to bring in, <laughs> bring in some support. Why don't you introduce your co-host? Hey, please welcome to the podcast, Maya Sharma! Wow! Oh, what? Oh my gosh! I'm happy to be here! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Here's my guitar! <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, Welcome back to the show, Maya. Can you ask me how I'm doing? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, for being, <laughs> thanks for being here, Maya. Do you have anything to relay to Chris? Um, I'm, uh, oh, I'm happy to be here, Chris. Thanks, uh, And in some sense, thank you for having me. Chris, uh, Chris, Maya says, I'm happy to be here, Chris. And in some sense, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Chris says it's my pleasure. Great. Okay. Let's go ahead and introduce our guests for the day. Returning to the show, one of my favorite comedians, a person who I have become uh, closer and closer with over the past year. <laughs> she has referred to me as her father in a way that I'm not totally comfortable with publicly for many, publicly many times on Twitter before I ever brought it up. 
She was the host of Coochie Creek, and she'll be returning next week with an episode that's going to be very, very real. The TV show, it's going to be called Rejection. It will not look or feel like Coochie Creek. Christy Cello, welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everybody. It's a pleasure. How have you been? Yeah. I'm really good. I've been watching all the episodes. They're Thank great. You. And I'm really Thank you so excited. much. You're very welcome. Look at that. More than Justin, the co-host. Well, 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 I've watched well, every Justin. episode. What the hell? What are we talking? What's this roast of Justin here? <laughs> um, no, I watch every episode. Christy, I want to get into it. We have to talk about what you're doing next week because your promo last night was drastically different than your prior appearances on the show. And I've read the outline of your upcoming episode and it's going to be very real and I think it's going to mean a lot to people. I think there are people who are going to see it who are going to go, whoa, I didn't, I did not know CC brought that side of herself to the forefront this way. And I think people are going to identify with it. I hope so. You know, I wanted to do something different. And I think that your, you know, the people that watch the show, I, I, I feel like they're the crowd that could get on board with a big swing like that. You are taking a swing indeed. <laughs> and if there's any fan base that's going to embrace the emotions, Hopefully. The one surrounding CGP, I hope. <laughs> now, let's start. One of my favorite things about this project, and a thing that I was really hoping would happen, and that has, is that I'm inviting comedians I really like to come sort of be the point person on these shows, and then they're building out these outlines, and invariably, they're casting their friends. And very often, these are people I don't always know. Um, like, for example, last night, uh, Rachel Pegram hosted the show. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. She put on... A tour de force. We were saying, Chris, you were there yeah. in the studio. We were saying before, like the first 20 minutes was just her being funny for 20 straight I minutes. I thought it was so impressive. Improvising the whole thing. The like, calls were particularly like my favorite. I thought Rachel did such an incredible job with it. And she brought in so many funny people. Becky yeah. and Sam did a great <laughs> bit. So and uh, I particularly want to say like one of my favorite things, Rachel Dravsky is a name that I've seen around town a lot. And uh, she hosts a show with Rachel Pegram called That Shit Ray, but I'd never seen her perform. (laughs) And she did a character called Daddy Suave that I legitimately don't think I've laughed that hard in like a year. I heard you and I haven't seen you laugh that hard. It It was so, so funny. You really like, this is going to sound so cheese, but when she does the characters like that, you don't see her at all. No. She really like she's like a little somebody else. Yeah, and then she was like a lo- playing like a Long Island dirtbag DJ style <laughs> character, and she was so convincing. So and convincing, tiny little square wearing this like best. awful Jerry Curl awful. wig. Yeah, like and we were dancing also, like the physicality was. Her so outfit good. was appalling. <laughs> It was like half Michael Jackson impersonator, <laughs> half like Charlie Chaplin throwback. It was really weird. The it commitment was, so funny. was made it so the commitment like uh, I mean she came to the studio. Yes. Well, <laughs> Very Andy Kaufman. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Well worth checking out. The entire episode. <laughs> and that bit in particular just it made me lose it. It's so fun for me to go that studio where I have often felt so much like I was in the eye of chaos for years and years to just go and sit and watch and yeah. laugh is a joy. Which brings me to our next guest today, someone else who I didn't know, who appeared recently on Carmen Christopher's second episode, Tim Lampfear. Welcome to the show. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Tim, I'm going to be very honest. You are the guy who did backflips on Carmen's episode. I'm not going to lie. That is, by and large, how I know you. <laughs> it's the backflip guy from Carmen's episode. Yeah. Tell me a little about yourself. I know that you are a, a Chicago expat, as are many of my favorite comedians in this town. Yeah, I did uh, backflips all over Chicago. <laughs> 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 
was pimped into doing backflips in college improv and started doing backflips in high school improv. So really, yeah. high school imp- and you so you've been backflips have been a big part of your comedic oeuvre for a while now. Unfortunately, yes. Just for my records, <laughs> the name of the high school improv team was uh, Nevada Union Theater Sports and, or Nevada Union Comedy Sports, and oh, yeah. and the college improv team's name Improbability. Oh, yes, and. Was it all science majors? Ooh. uh, Like improv. (laughs) And some of the improv names of teams you were on in Chicago. Um, Free Money Club, Uh uh, Cigarette Sandwich. Yeah, of course. Uh Casual Encounters. Yes. I can't. The Saintly Cherubs. Uh Ooh. Um, A vet. Oh, wait, there's one that rhymes. Oh, Missing Her Kissinger. I can't. Uh, let's well, just cut it off. I can't. <laughs> so, Tim, you're an improviser in New York now. How long have you been in New York? Three years. Three years? Yeah. Look at that. And I feel like we've crossed paths once or twice. A little bit. But it's so fun for me. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun for me to see people come through. We did a great job. Carmen tell, has told me stories that he used to run a show where he would regularly bring you in to just do backflips. Yeah, he saw me in the audience one time and was like, oh, this show just needs some energy. Hey, wait a minute. Tim's here. Get up here and do a backflip. <laughs> and I did, of course. Well, thank you for being such a huge part of the Chris Gathered Presents experience. Dude, no problem. Thanks for uh, incorporating me. Oh, it's such a joy. Now, uh... Up until now on this show, we have had a regular bit called Justin's Bit of the Week. I have been told uh, very firmly that last week we are committing to a new name. It is no longer Justin's Bit of the Week. So I guess we're going to go to this uh, new bit that's called Planet Party Town. Planet Party Town. Harry, hit it. Hey. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) You don't know what it's like. What it's like to be like me. I don't like who I am. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh? So I'm gonna go where the freaks are cool and the parties are free, where the docs are nice and the teachers are nice. It's called Planet Party Town. Yeah. So good. It's fun and it's safe in Planet Party Town. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yes. Great. Um, Justin, so glad to see you've uh, wow. finally fulfilled your dream of writing a Ratitude era Weezer song. <laughs> oh, man. I think we've reached our Ratitude days with. Um, Don't get the reference. Don't get the reference. Uh, listen to Weezer. I'm try- I try to get Maya to listen to Weezer every and single that's day what of our today, lives. Today's bit is about. Just kidding. Great. So for this week's Planet Party Town, we're going to do <clears> a, um, I don't know, a choose your own adventure where we. Um, uh, where we play charades. Yeah, and the idea is that we're uh, underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Ma- Maya, are you as exhausted as I am? You know, yeah. I think actually after writing a three-episode miniseries, uh, uh, my creative juices are spent. And now with the energy that we're spending to kickstart season two of Podcast in Space. And not on Kickstarter, mind you. We are kickstarting on a GoPayMe campaign, which is a crowdfunding platform that we've invented. Right, whatever you call it. And mm-hmm. production on the crowdfunding video is going terribly. Volter actually leaked a clip from set. It's cool. Maya, just deliver the line like Steve Carell. <laughs> I want to deliver it like how Will Ferrell would deliver it. That's different. Yeah, it's very different. So I'm that's fe- a clip of us kind of trying to <laughs> come up with differences. Um, well, I'm feeling tired and uninspired. Mm, and I wish I was feeling wired and feeling inspired. <sighs> hmm. Hello, 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 young sluts. 
It's God! It's God! It's God! Remember me? I saved Justin Bot from sure death, and if you can believe it, I sacrificed my only son to atone for the sins of mankind. My sexy children, why are you so glum? I hate to see you sad. Here, Justin, have an iPhone. Whoa! Thanks, God! And for Maya, a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yay, that's a sleigh. And for you, little Christy, an indoor pool for your New York City apartment. <laughs> Thank you so much, God. <laughs> yes. And for you, Timothy, yes. a Nintendo box to play all your favorite games. <laughs> Money. <laughs> I'm dancing. And finally, for you, Chris, I give you the gift of eternal life. No, no, <laughs> no, it's my nightmare, God. The and wires got crossed, God. the greatest gift of all, a really fun Planet Party Town bit for this very week. Yay! What is it? Thank you, God. That's right. This week's bit is a roast of Satan. Let him have it. Chrissy, you love this her. This one goes out to you, you broken shell of a guy. It's Satan. Oh, man, God, you suck. Oh, what? God, I love you, man. This is going to suck. God, I'm going to hate this. I am going to hate this. Oh, man, fuck this shit. Fuck this. Oh, you're the fucking best. Great. So, so I guess God kind of swooped in Deus Ex um, Machida. And, he's and, he's yeah. telling us to roast yeah. his buddy Satan. So, Christy, do you want to go first? Do you yeah, want to roast Satan? Do you have to it, come up with roast jokes off the top Christy. of our head? Don't Fuck. Scared. Come on, I'm not scared. I'm the one who should be scared here. That's Satan. He's kind of played along. Come on. Come on. Out with it. Let's start out. Let's get roasted here. Oh, my God. Satan, fucking chill. <laughs> chill out, Satan. Was that the beginning of her roast? No, I have a, a joke, actually. I prepared it. Um... Okay, it's a, it's 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 kind of not really a roast joke, but it's, it's I think Satan's gonna get a kick out of it. Why? Don't answer if you know it. Why? Um, why do you never see Satan wearing Armani? Why? Why? Wait, why? Because the devil wears Prada. Oh, legit good, legit good. Satan, what do you think about that? Is that? Oh my god. <laughs> And fuck you. Was that from a joke book or was that off the dome? No, well, I've heard it before in my life. Okay, so that's not I a CC original. No, it's a knock knock joke. <laughs> knock knock, who's knock, there? Knock, Why does like, the devil wear? They're community jokes, you know? Yeah. For the people. Totally. Fuck you, Satan. <laughs> I'm mad as hell. Hold on, give me a minute. I'll I think of one. Boundaries, okay? Sometimes I miss. What can I say? I'm thinking right. of a really fucking bad one for you, Satan. Come back to me. All right, Tim, do you want to roast Satan? You got Satan? any roasts for Satan? Yeah, I got a... Timmy, 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 Timmy. Hey, Timmy. what's up, Satan? Hey, man. Look, I got to kind of kick your ass on this one here, bud. Uh, <laughs> Satan, have you... God damn, dude, it looks like you've been working out. You, you got washboard abs, man. <laughs> and that's bad. So you need to be more chill. So, Satan, see, I kind of roasted your ass, huh, well, Satan? I mean, it's true. It's true. It's true, huh? <laughs> sick My <burn>. guy. <laughs> You're looking so strong. Those washboard abs glistening. Yeah. Chris, do you well, want to roast Satan? Everybody knows Satan, really famous for uh, 
going all over the place with a pitchfork. Mm. Three three big long prongs on that pitchfork. How insecure about your dick size do you have to be to carry Whoa. around three pronged pitchfork? Holy that. Clap. Oh, yes. oh, oh man, that, that hurts. hurts. That hurts. I mean, and, and this coming from the guy who was cut out of Iron, Iron Man 3. That is. Zero. <laughs> 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 Oh, not Satan, it's not a roast. It's not in the mood this it's week. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I blame you, Justin. The actor, the actor playing Satan, went off book. What yeah. can we say? Yeah, well, you, I'll I talk got to one Griffin. For Satan. I'll talk to Griffin. <laughs> hey, Satan, uh, y- you remind me of my voice because nobody <laughs> likes you. Oh, yes, whoa. that's wrong. Wait, I'm just kidding. Some people like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I own that. That's, That's on me. Okay, I own that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you saying, Sam? Any other, any, any other, other roast? roast? Damn. Uh, Satan. God <laughs> damn. Put on some pants, right? <laughs> Walking around, no pants. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? Kind of yeah. a dot. He's the Donald Duck of the underworld. Thank you. Yes, the winning the pill. Sure. Wow. Boy. So I get it. Satan's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I feel we good. Any more roast? Satan, your whole thing is like burning and fire. Clearly, I think uh, all your anger is rooted in a lot of your STD issues. I wouldn't fuck you with Justin Linville's dick. Whoa! Whoa! Satan! Oh, my God. How do you you know? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was good roast structure, right? That was really good. That was a great roast structure. That was really good. Yay! We are so thankful to To God God for for helping helping us in our time time of need. Thank Thank you, you, God. God. You love God too, Christine. I love God so much. I can't hear you. You must sing. We must sing. Squeezing a little much out of this one, Justin. He's holding up lyric sheets. We're effectively all doing karaoke. Not a bad ge- uh, game for next week. I'm gonna cry. What is this? When, when you do the things you do, we all believe in you. I'm not totally comfortable with this. That was a real church hymn that you guys wrote. Yeah, kind, yeah. Of, be- kind of beautiful, yep. <laughs> I think that's just part of, that's like a famous hymn that God sent down. <laughs> yeah, we sing that in church for sure. Totally. Yeah. That's a Jesus original. Yeah. Well, and, and and all of this is to say, I think everybody kind of got closer both to God, and I think we feel closer to Satan on some level, too, able to joke like that with him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That felt pretty good. That felt great. Yeah, he's a he's a bastard. He's a bastard. <laughs> but we we love it. But we love it. <laughs> is that how it ends? Is the Planet Party Time bit done? Yeah, let's, we let's, kind of, let's <laughs> do another outro song. It's unbelievable the matching music I'm getting. And I'm the one. Huh? With the tab. Unbelievable. He's picking up the tab. Oh, Tate's picking up the tab. Right. He, he's, he's paying kind of for this paying whole thing. For this. <laughs> is it over or not? I don't know. Does Satan have anything else to say? Don't, hey, don't cancel me, okay? Come on, don't cancel Satan. We have to stop playing more just because you feel obligated because Griffin did a lot more work. We don't know who did that. Okay. We don't know who played Satan. If you have an outro song, play it now or else I'm moving on with the show. We um, love doing okay. this bit. Okay. We love doing this bit. Thank you. Great bit. It was good. They've gotten so much better. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. You got a lot to talk about. Tim, tell me what you're huh? up to now. Background as an improviser, guy who does backflips. What else do I need to know? 
God, yeah. Uh, my whole life uh, has been sports and video games and improv. He uh, has a great Twitch channel. Oh, yes, we were talking about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. You I were stream. telling me when you were at CGP that there's... Where is he from? You have one teenager who's a legit fan of yours from a foreign nation. That's right. Uh, one of my fans and someone who is always in my chat, <laughs> and one of my only viewers, really, is from Italy. He's 13 years old. He got fourth place in a golf tournament recently. Yay! <laughs> wow. And you told me at CGP, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you may have mentioned that there are times where you're playing video games where for an extended period of time, the only person watching you is a 13-year-old Italian boy. <laughs> yes. Goes by the name of NG. And... Uh, He's the only guy in the chat. We just have just long conversations, and he's, just, he's typing, and I'm talking, and God, so, help me, so, please! I need more viewers now. Great, Christy. Yeah. Getting serious next week. Yeah. Getting emotional next week. Yeah. Teasing inappropriately. I want to talk today about something that I think everyone in this room will have experience with as a comedian. And then we're going to extend it out to our listeners. We need you guys to call in. And uh, listeners, if you're sitting on the line, you can hear. I want to talk today about fiascos. Fiascos you have experienced. I want to start with us in the room as the fiascos we experience as comedians. And then I want to open it up to hear about, from the callers, any family gatherings that were fiascos. Dates you went on, job interviews. The ones where you thought it was going to go well and it went poorly. And Tim, this was kind of inspired because I know that when Carmen told me the story on you that he just started dragging you into things, <laughs> I have been in situations, and there's one that comes to mind in particular where I was dragged into it, where I thought it was going to be a great, great show, and it was a disaster. So maybe <laughs> as you guys think of yours, mm. I can go ahead and tell that one. Yeah. This was at least 15 years ago, um, and I was asked to be a part of a show at UCB called the Horatio Sands Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> going to do it twice a night. This was Horatio was on SNL. This was well before he and I were friends. I will say maybe as much as anyone who used to be in New York or who's in LA now, I miss Horatio. He was a fucking powerhouse on stage. And to get invited to do this Christmas show felt like a big deal. He's on SNL. And we went and there was a rehearsal. And so he calls me. He's like, so, uh," because I was young. I was probably like 22, 23 at this point. And I looked really, really young. And he's like, so I just need somebody who can play young. I'll explain the part when you get there. I was like, great. So we get to the rehearsal and he just tells me, all right, you're going to be playing the role of the eight-year-old boy. And I was like, I look young, but I'm 23. Like, I look like I'm maybe like 18 or 19. I'm a baby face. I don't look like an eight-year-old boy. And then I started to realize that everyone in the room, as we all talked, was like sort of equally confused by the assigned roles. And there was no real rehearsal. Horatio just kind of told us all, here's your bit, here's your bit, here's your bit. And they charged, this was a show for charity, and I think they charged like 50 bucks a ticket, which is a lot for any comedy show, especially back then. It used to be all the shows were $5. So we go out and we do the show. And I'll I'll never forget, we went out (laughs) and it was sold out, standing room only. Everyone in the room had paid $50. (laughs) And the show wound up being... 13 minutes long. (laughs) He planned it so poorly and gave us all so little info. And then I think he started to panic and just was like, all right, move on to the next thing. So then it was the next bit and I would come out and be like, yeah, I'm eight. I guess I'm eight years old. And then it would just bomb and he'd be like, next. And it would be like Brett Gelman coming out to do his thing. And when I say 13 minutes long, I also want to note, that was including his girlfriend at the time singing two 
Christmas carols in their entirety. Mm -hmm. There were probably eight <laughs> minutes of actual comedy. I'm not exaggerating. If you ever run into Rachel, you can ask him about eight minutes of comedy to the point where uh, we went back in the green room and everybody just had these looks on their faces like our parents just caught us like <laughs> drinking in high school. Oh my gosh. And we were back there and Horatio, to his credit, he was such a fucking agent of chaos. He was just sitting on a milk crate in the green room crying laughing <laughs> that he had caused a show. <clears throat> and I'll never forget Matt Walsh, who out of all of the UCB4, Matt was notoriously like the most laid back, chill, easygoing guy. He came sprinting into the green room and was like, <laughs> Horatio, you can't fucking do this. And Horatio was laughing so hard in his face. And Matt Walsh was like, I'm serious, Raj. You gotta get, they paid 50 fucking dollars, Horatio. This looks so bad. Like to see Matt Walsh that angry, I will never forget it. So we had to go back out and do improv. Show. Well, we had to go back out and do the second half of the, because the audience didn't leave because they thought it was a joke. They were like, the show can't be over. It was eight minutes of content yeah. and two Christmas carols, not even original numbers. It was a silent night. And fucking silver bells, like like, mm -hmm. and they legit did not believe that it was over. The entire audience, not one, they all thought it was some Andy Kaufman esque thing. Wow. And we came out, and Horatio just had to be like, "Uh, <laughs> so that's the written portion of the show, and uh, now we're gonna do improv." That is so funny. Absolute humiliating, cringeworthy fiasco. And then we, to our credit, rewrote the entire show in the fifteen minutes between the two shows, uh -huh. and it wound up being about. 20 minutes long the next time, oh, 25, and then double. still an improv, an set. improv But a little yeah. bit of like, so wait. But it was mostly just all, so all cornering Horatio as he sat on a milk crate laughing, being like, yeah. So I'm supposed to be eight years old, but like what, to what end? Like to what does yes. the eight-year-old boy want to accomplish, Horatio? And he's like, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it at all. Absolute fiasco. Like, this isn't, wait, this isn't my, this isn't my thing, but I just want to speak to like when I first did the first Coochie Creek episode, yeah. I was very new to the live like format of things. And yes. I remember doing the show and and looking up and there's a, a timer that tells you what time it is. And I remember thinking I had two minutes left and it was 11.22. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, I've only been doing this 30, for 22 minutes. 36 I have 30, minutes to fill. And I was like rushing through it. So I can speak to that feeling of like, just truly, like I really thought I was done. Right, and I was like, out. I need to fill so much more time. <laughs> we took like a million calls. Anyway, that's not my story, but I just wanted to throw that in. I do have a story though. Tell me about your fiasco, so Christy Cello. Okay, well, it's actually not a performing at fiasco. But whatever. It's just a life one. Um, so I, I've never been a partier. Never, ever. Like I don't, I've never really been drunk my whole life. Uh -huh. I don't smoke. I don't, I, and I, I don't feel like I'm like a prude, but I just have never gotten into that stuff. So, um, but I, I've, I've always been very popular. So I've always like <laughs> gone to a lot of parties. So in high school, I was um, a lower classman going to like a cool like seniors party, which was like a big deal. And I went with like one other girl who was a lower classman and we thought we were so fucking cool because we were with all the upperclassmen. Anywho, 
I was in the weed smoking room. Like, I don't know if you guys had like house parties growing uh-huh. up. They're they're the fucking best. A house party beats any other kind of party. <laughs> so like, and I'm not even a partier, but I just love that you can like play music. And this guy, John, always had house parties. I don't know where the fuck his parents were, but he always had house parties. And there'd be like a drinking room and like a hookup room and like a weed room. So I was in the weed room, but I wasn't smoking weed, but it just had a black light in my my sneakers would like light up and I thought it was like really cool. Uh-huh. So I was like hanging out in the weed room um, when the police came. Ooh. And I was very, very scared. And I was in the bad room with like the worst drugs. Room, right? I was yeah. in the worst room to be in. I was like, oh no, my friend was in the other room and everyone was smoking weed, but I wasn't, but I smelt like it because I was in the weed room. And I remember I had something like hanging out of my pocket. And the police officer, I was trying to sweet talk him because I have an uncle who's a police officer. Sure. I also have family like in the mafia. So I was just straight up. To, I think they're in the mafia. So I was just like trying to like work my connections in the room. Uh-huh. And it wasn't working. And the police officer was like, what's that in your pocket? Take it out and show me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't know what was in my pocket. And then I reached in and I took it out. And it was <laughs> it was a fruit roll-up wrapper. <laughs> and it was, like, literally one of those, like, three. Like, it was, like, all this fruit oh roll-up wrapper. And then everyone just laughed. And the police officer even was just like, oh, like, he kind of couldn't help but smile like this fucking loser with fruit yeah. roll-ups in a pocket. Um, and then I called my mom to come pick me up in the minivan. And she just, like, laughed, too. Oh, good. Like, my mom is, like, so cool. Like, I used to hold on to beers at the party, go in the bathroom, pour the beer in the sink so it looked like I was drinking, uh-huh. and then go back and party and your mom and i used you- to be like whoa i'm so tipsy and like i didn't drink anything <laughs> and my mom thought it was cool like she my mom was like very cool and and awesome so yeah tim any fiascos come to mind yeah uh i actually have a mom weed fiasco <gasps> that's up. actually i mean i won't go do the full story but it's uh, one of my best which is uh my mom's cat had died earlier that year and so oh, for no. christmas i was like oh i'll get my mom a cat It'll be a nice gift, a little kitten. And uh, it also coincided when I was back from college and uh, I'd never smoked weed before. And my friend was like, I'll hook you up. You and your two friends who have never smoked weed before, I'll give you a ton of weed and you can just do it on your own. And I don't know anything about weed at this time. So we have this cat and we're in my room and I tell my mom beforehand, I'm like, oh, he also gave me tons of cookies. They were weed cookies. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about dosage, uh-huh. anything like that. <laughs> I have a similar fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> <from this. laughs> so uh, I tell, I even tell my mom, I'm like, mom, we're going to be getting high. So, uh, you know, go to bed when you go to bed. We're going to be kind of doing it up. She's like, okay, fine. So we go into my room. We divide up like five cookies between three people which is already like a lot then we start loading the weed into this pipe and just one hit per weed load so it's like fresh green weed every hit so we're just like loading new weed in there it's like always greens for every person and we're like smoking it and smoking it so we're like i just don't i don't feel high yet i don't feel high yet and all of a sudden we all feel massively massively high (laughs) uh and we're just sitting in my room my best friend danny is like He's like getting, he's like ultra slow. He's like 
wait a minute, this is crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> this is insane. Oh my God, all these thoughts I'm having. I'm like, I'm like up. And then uh, my ex-girlfriend, Stephanie, is like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't really feel it. I'm, not, I'm just like not really feeling it. And she's oh, like, no. she's got the kitten and she's kind of just petting the kitten and she's like oh, starting boy. to sweat. And she's like, yeah, I just don't really like, oh my God, I feel <laughs> insanely high right now. <laughs> We oh. need to call 911. Oh, and I'm boy. like, no, we don't need to call 911. This is like how you're supposed to feel on weed. And um, my buddy Danny and I, we go into the other room. We just we'd bought tons of food earlier in the day because we knew we were going to do this. We're just like, we're, we're eating like chips and salsa while watching the Bagel Bites microwave. And like, you know, we're just jamming food. And Stephanie's in there. She's like, Tim. And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, we need to call 911. My heart is going so fast. I'm oh, like, there's no way. That would be me. So then I go and I'm like, I know someone that can help us. I go into my mom's room. She's sleeping. This is like two in the morning. I'm like, mom, mom. She's like, what's up, honey? I'm like, we're all super high right now. Aww. And Stephanie Aww. is freaking out. My mom goes, I'll see what I can do. And she gets up, goes into the room. She's like, hi, Stephanie, are you all right? And then we're all like, yeah, we're all really high. And she's like, what is this cat doing in here? And we're like, Merry Christmas, Bernie! <laughs> and she like talks us all down and like everything's finally okay. But yeah, Aww, that was great like, mom. She was cool. Yeah. She like yeah. talks That's us all down. Best. That's the fucking Yeah. You know was, on uh, Twitter when they're like, tag yourself and it's a picture? You know yes. I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm the bagel bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great story. That was very heartwarming. Yeah. It was cool. Very cool with my mom and Yeah. Scary for my ex girlfriend. And did did Stephanie ever like continue to smoke weed? We well or did no, you, I, I guess? Think, no. Yes, I did. Uh <laughs> we were high well into the next day. Like we woke up and we were like, let's watch Finding Nemo. This is insane. <laughs> Danny had to go to work and we're like calling his sister, like, Danny has to go to work and he's really high. What do we do? She's like Drink a lot of water? I don't know. <laughs> Danny's calling me in the middle of his shift. He's like, there was free food in the kitchen. I ate all of it. And I'm like, dude, go for it, man. <laughs> now, Christy, did you really need to ask the guy who's already said he spends a big chunk of time I talking know. to a 13-year-old Italian on Twitch if he smokes weed or not? <laughs> good point, good point, Justin, good point. Maya, any fiascos come to mind? We personal are, or professional? We, the two of us, had a recent one because we are trying to do this Kickstarter for, not Kickstarter, Go Pay Me for Podcast in Space Season mm-hmm, 2. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> shot this promo video. We hired Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Pause. What? Yeah, and we, he let's just say he did not have a very good time. Um, he didn't have a good time, and as a result, we didn't have a good time. Yeah. Oh, no. And look, when leave- Patty isn't happy, everyone suffers. Yeah. We learned that the hard way. And I would say um, it, it's still kind of a fiasco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These lawyers are just calling us every couple, yeah, every lawyers, couple hours. I find lawyers to be quite difficult. I find, I find that too. <laughs> okay. I find lawyers to be difficult. Okay. Bit over. Okay. <laughs> since this Bit is com- over. I, since I was the only one to offer up a comedy one. And because I do like reminiscing about stuff like this, mm-hmm. I'll offer up another comedy one. Just because this is a comedy show. I was There's a show, it's long running. It was in Chicago first and then in New York forever called Cage Match. Which is at, I think it's still at IO, right? Yes. Yeah. And they do it uh, at UCB and they do it in LA as well. And it's basically two improv teams go up and the audience votes on who comes back next week. And I was there one night just watching and one of the teams no-showed. So And this had never happened before in New York in the history of the show. So they just had everybody who was an improviser in the room put their name into a hat, and they just drew a team from a bucket. And my name got called. And as we were going up, we were like, man, this is a badass team. Like, 
uh, me, Shannon O'Neill's name got called, who was, if you know my work, co-host on The Gethard Show. Like She and I were like connected at the hip. Curtis Gwynn, who's a writer on The Walking Dead now, like he really accomplished guy now. Like he got Eric Appel, who's directed a whole bunch of stuff, um, like a bunch of really good people. And then a few students, like uh, who were like the top tier at UCB at the time, we were all like, oh, this is kind of awesome. This is badass. And uh, they named us the Silver Bullet Band. And we were like, this could be cool. Like, let's do it. And like, we'll go, we'll take out this team, go on a little run with this like unintentional supergroup. Now, one of the guys who got pulled, there was one person I didn't know. (laughs) And the only name he put on the piece of paper in the bucket was just the word Lugo. (laughs) Just said Lugo. L-U-G-O. L-U-G-O. They were just like, all right, yeah. And it was, you can imagine too, it's like, you know, it was like Shannon O'Neill and the crowd's like, oh shit, you know? And then like Curtis Gwynn, people were like, oh shit, Chris Gethard, oh shit, like all these UCB favorites. And it was like, also uh, Lugo. And like this guy, it's like real big, broad-shouldered guy lumbers onto the stage visibly drunk <laughs> Curtis was also like none of us knew this was going to happen Curtis was very very drunk and Curtis was probably like the alpha most experienced person on the team and it as soon as the show started it became clear that this guy Lugo had never done comedy before and was also <laughs> drunk and aggressive oh and Curtis kind of got drunk and aggressive back and it got to the point where I was on stage literally shouting over other people's scenes. And I never did shit like this. I always was known for like commit hard, have everybody's back. Other people would be doing scenes and I would be out loud going, I just want everyone to know that I don't agree with what's happening right now. Like all of us, like people were like on the verge of tears. And uh, the guy named, the guy Lugo, no one ever saw this guy again. And somebody from UCB, like a year later, found an image of him. They must have figured out his first name. (laughs) And the only picture of him on the internet was him in a swim cap and goggles participating in a competitive swim meet. And that's the only thing anyone ever found was a picture of this guy Lugo in goggles. That's so, great. Oh my god. That's so I wait, yeah. I just I love of, a good disaster. Our first hangout was a disaster. Yeah. The first time I it's, asked, it's almost the one year anniversary of our first hangout. It's gonna be October second, the I, night of my Chris Gather I can't believe you remember the date of it. Well, because it was the night before my birthday. Right. Because I I celebrated my birthday on the Amtrak. Because we had gotten to know each other. <laughs> We'd crossed paths a couple times. I'd let you know that I was a fan of everything you were doing. Yeah, in Montreal. And then I asked you to co-host a benefit with me in Queens. Yeah. So we were getting to know each other. Yeah. And then I was doing a college gig in Boston. And uh, I don't like traveling alone anymore because I'm prone to depression and overthinking things. And uh, I like being on the road with people. And I asked if you would want to come along. I thought that would be a good way to get to know each other. So you and I, <laughs> I foolishly planned it where you and I... Took an Amtrak to Boston in the morning. Yeah, like what, six hours, five hours? Yeah, something like that, five hours. And then we had to kill a couple hours in Boston. We got lost trying to find the college. Oh, my God. We hung out in a weird cafe full of college kids. Yeah. And then instead of just getting us hotel rooms like a normal person, we did the show, and then I booked another (laughs) five-hour Amtrak ride. This is the first time we'd really had a personal conversation. It was a 10-hour-long personal conversation. But in between... (laughs) Christy, do you want to describe the show itself? Because 
I want to just shut up and let you, because you have before described to me what you thought would happen being on the road with me well, versus the reality of it. I've always been a little jealous of Carmen. He's always your right-hand man. Carmen opens for Chris all the time. And so I was in the green room and I'm texting selfies. I think Carmen couldn't do it, but I was texting him selfies like, Haha, like stole your man, like pictures and stuff. And I was so fucking pumped. And I told my mom, like, I'm doing a college show. Like, it's such a big space. Like, this was a big deal <laughs> And like it really was incredible, but it, I just I didn't expect the turnout that we got. How many people would you? How many seats would you say were the room seated? What was the capacity of this venue? Am am I crazy to say like five hundred? I think that's an underestimation of how it, many chairs okay. were in that room. I Th- think it was cl- it was closer to about eight hundred seats. Okay. How many people would you say are there? Honestly, I think there was maybe like 20, 25. In an 800 <laughs> seat. And they were all over the place too. And oh, they weren't God. even all like and in the front. They all worked for the organization that organized the show. I think there were probably, I don't know. I think there were maybe 60. And there was one, there was one group that was like, I want to say they were like a comedy group or something at the yes. school. Yes. And we took a picture with them afterwards and I've never seen <laughs> the photo cracks me up because it's a lot of women in the photo and then Chris <laughs> is just dead center and he refuses to put his arms anywhere. They're glued by his side <laughs> and he has this smile on his face. <laughs> like, it was so I just funny. Didn't, I'm like, I don't need to be making physical contact with any 19-year-old no. college girls at this phase <laughs> in my career in this <laughs> era of cultural history. So we took a 10 hours worth of train rides. Wow. To perform for it was so I but a, I had the best time a couple dozen people but you later told me too that you thought I was like crushing on the road oh yeah that uh, and, yeah. and it was the worst attempt because Justin you've yeah. been on the road with me a lot too mm-hmm. I've had shows where it doesn't fill up but to only pull like. 25, 30 people at a college is not yeah I mean, normal for me college gigs are like a crapshoot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you can't Can you imagine on the, the road? You, can you imagine, yeah. Justin, knowing me as long as you have and as well mm. as you have, can you imagine my behavior on that train ride home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were a pleasure. And Christy having to deal with it the first time we ever hung out. I also, in the morning, you kindly left out one detail, what? which was that I really overthought things. And since we had to leave early in the morning, I uh, brought you. Oh my God, a breakfast sandwich. You. Hated it. Did not eat it. <laughs> it was like, it was a sweet thought, but then I felt a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. eat it because you got it from me. We were sitting next and to each other. And we sat in the was... snack car, and I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I really should eat this I don't, to be, like, polite. But it, but it wasn't very good. It was just like like mm-hmm. a really like melted kind of gooey cheese and disaster, egg. humiliating disaster. And I can't. And I like you picked at it. <laughs> <laughs> I like ate like a bite, and then I tried to like hide it in a napkin. I want to go to the phones. I want to hear about Aww. your fiascos Memories. in life. Professional fiascos, family fiascos, dating fiascos, whatever they are. Dave in Ohio on line one. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, it's Dave, up, Dave Cohen. How's it going? It's Cohen good oh, on our end. Yeah. How's it going on yours, Dave Cohen? I can't complain, guys. That's good. <laughs> do you have any fiascos you'd like to tell us about? Uh, I do have a fiasco. Um, so just to set the scene... Uh, when I was in high school, my dad would take his employees out for these big Christmas parties every year. And one year, uh, he had it at this like really nice horse racing track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was a sophomore in high school. He told me that I could bring this girl that I had a crush on to (laughs) his company Christmas party. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> so we, we go and we're having a great time and we're like talking all night. And then he comes over and he says, Hey, if you guys want to bet on any horses, let me know. And I'll go place the bet. <laughs> Cause we were under 18. Uh-huh. So we couldn't, we couldn't place a bet ourselves. So we spent like, you know, an insane amount of time picking out like the right horse, with the perfect name <laughs> and all this stuff. And Sweet. my dad places, places the bet for us. And so we're like intently watching this race and coming around the final turn, the horse that we had bet on fell down. Oh no. Um, and they brought out like a tent and a horse ambulance. Oh, good God. And no. we're pretty, we're pretty sure that they, they shot the horse like right on the, the track. They killed the horse on the tent. And you're uh, here trying to, you're here trying to mack this babe. <laughs> It, yeah, and now we've got like a dead relationship, a dead horse. Uh. It was, it was a mess. The horse's name? Fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> this was like fifteen years ago at this got point. It. Now, did it ever work out? But it did, did not work out. No, you and the girl, it didn't work it, out. It, it it did not work out. We stopped talking shortly after that. I'm pretty sure. I'm so sorry to hear that, Dave. But a hell of a fiasco to kick off our calls. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, good times. Thanks so much, Tim. You ever bet on horses? I did once. Yeah, I've known. To, I've been known to bet on a pony or two. Really? Yeah, <laughs> a few times. I got my vices. It's okay. the weirdest <laughs> sentence you've ever said. It's far from the weirdest sentence I've ever said. <laughs> Let's go to oh line two. One of the hardest working people in the whole CGP project, and probably one of the hardest jobs. Someone you've emailed with a thousand times, Christy. Ew. Bryson in California, our social Bryson. media manager. Hey, Bryson. He handles all oh, hey, social media. Up? Hard Bryson. gig. We don't make your life easy. All of us here in New York. And you in California, as we I didn't know you were in California, Bryson. Yeah, I'm. I'm in California, and if there's anybody that's making my job not th- that easy, it's usually Carmen Christopher or Robbie Hoffman. <laughs> very, I would imagine that is true. I would imagine that is true. <laughs> now, Bryson, outside of but I being, love them. outside of um, being one of the people working on CGP, any other fiascos in your life besides being a part of this nonsense? Yeah, like uh, that, as soon as you posted this as a, as the call-in topic, the first thing that came to my mind is about uh, ten years ago, I interviewed for an intern position at the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Ooh, and, gig. Uh, and so I went in for the interview, and at the time, I didn't have like nice clothes that fit me well, and so I wore like slightly too small slacks and like a weird odd fitting dress shirt and I was very nervous for the interview and went in and I just inter- I interviewed with like their intern coordinator who is like just a front desk admin and the interview went <laughs> all right and uh and she was in like on the spot she was just like yeah if you want the internship it's yours uh you can start today if you want to and I tried to play it off all cool and I was like oh uh I've got some stuff Duff, maybe let me see if I can like move some things around. Uh, can, I, can I come back to your desk in no. a minute? And, and I had I had nothing else going on that day. I just for whatever reason in the moment I thought that was the move. And so she was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to be at my desk. Come by and talk to me." And so I like stepped outside, pretended to make phone calls, and then I went up to her and I was like, "Yeah, I can work today." And so I stayed at the office for the rest of the day. 
and I met all the other interns and it was like they had 50 interns and they were all the coolest people I had ever met. Like they were all these hipsters and like, I felt so out of place. I felt like I looked like an Uber. I felt as though like all of my tastes were bad and, uh, but everybody was very nice. And then when the show was recording, all the interns just sort of wait in the office lobby and watch the show being recorded. So, like, I showed up there, and all the interns who I thought were really intimidating, they were all very welcoming, and they were like, hey, new guy, come sit with us on the couch. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I go and I sit on the couch, and as I sit down, the back of my pants fully ripped. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. And uh, so I just sit down and I watch the full show with all the interns. And then as soon as the show's over, all the interns are supposed to like jump into action and like do like a series of intern tasks that follow the show. And as all the interns started getting up to move, I just stayed sitting down. And then I waited for the intern coordinator to come over and I like hugged the wall and went up to her to avoid suspicion. I was like, hey, I've got like a night class that I need to go to. I didn't know that the day would be this long. I'm going to go. And then I had to hug the walls to find my way out of the office, get downstairs and just at that point bolt across the street to get to my car and leave. Wow. Oh, my God. But then did you finish out the internship? It wasn't like they called you and said you were being weird all day. Don't come back. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I finished out the internship in that within a month, the show no longer existed because of Jay Leno. Right. Oh, you said Tonight Show. Right. I forgot. (laughs) Oops. You said Late Night. I'm sorry. Oh, there's a fiasco. Yeah, that that right there could be the fiasco. I was an intern on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, tragically enough. Bryson, you're a gem. Thank you for being such a big part of the show. Bye, Bryson. Thank you for the hilarious story. Thank you, guys. Let's go to line three. We've got Sam all the way in Australia. Oh, my God. Good day, mate. Sam? Was that Sam? Good day. (laughs) How are you, Sam? Um, Better than last week, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. Cool. Um, The weed story earlier reminded me of, uh, like, the first time I got properly stoned. Um, Where it was sort of like, well, what do we do now? So we put on a movie. Um, yes. And the virgin suicides isn't really what you want to see. <laughs> you got high for the first time. Watch the virgin. You're getting suicides. majorly stained. Yeah, yeah. It's a great film, but it, is that a dunst? Is dunst in that? Kirsten, is that a dunst? Is dunst in that? Is that a dunst? Is that a dunst? I don't really recall. Is dunst in that. Sam, I don't Sam is that, that a dunst? Okay, Sam, let us know if it's a dunst on line three. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Virgin suicide. I don't dunst. think so. Dunst? <laughs> dunst or no dunst? Isn't she in that? Uh, yeah, dude, that's a dunst. Oh, that's okay. a dunst. dunst. That's a dunst. I mean, it's more a James Woods, Kathleen Turner, and then My third bad. Bill and Kirsten Dunst. It's also a heart knit. It's also a Josh Hart. Sam, oh, wow. so you're Josh. watching Virgin Suicides. Do you guys all freak out? Um, I don't actually remember the rest of that weekend. <laughs> you, you lost yeah. an entire week. This oh sent you God. so far past the tipping point that you have a lost weekend in your life. There, there was sort of like moments, I recall. I think it was a, um, like maybe a, a three-day weekend, uh, and I'm pretty sure on top of uh, like the getting stoned then, we got... Me and my friend got drunk about five times that weekend. <laughs> you got and drunk and sobered up five separate times while stoned. That was a long yeah. weekend. So. Damn. Damn. Do you remember how much weed you smoked for your first time? No idea. No clue. <laughs> wow, Sam, you went hard. Sam, we got a party. Justin yeah. wants to. Uh, Justin Sam, wants to party uh, with you. If we can fund Justin coming to Australia, I, will you party with Justin? Yeah. But if you, re- if anyone has money, I'm, it's I'm going to the. I'm sober now. 
You're sober now. Well, I, I run the sober yeah. about a year and a half. Okay, okay. Congrats. I'm sober as well. Congrats. I'll Sam. still go out there and party with you, man. You want to yeah. watch Justin party in Australia? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a party that. happening now. It's my birthday. Okay. Oh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Sam. Sam. Today, currently? Uh, for you. Well, Sam, happy birthday. Good happy to birthday, talk to you Sam. again. N- wonderful call. Two weeks in a row. Happy and birthday. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Feel better, buddy. Sam, Sam. I try. Thank I you. know, Sam. I'm with you. Sam, <laughs> Sam, the, Sam, the down and out Australian uh, coming a uh, running theme on the show. I say that with love, Sam, but I can hear it in your voice. I identify with you, buddy. I'm with you. Happy birthday. Get a coffee or something. Happy birthday, Sam. <laughs> Just thought of another good fiasco. I, I was not there for it. This is from my family's life, though. When my brother... <laughs> when, when my brother was in third grade. My brother's always been a hard luck case. Justin, you've met my brother. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Christy, you've never met my brother. I have one time. Oh, you did? Where'd I you did, meet my brother? At QED at in QED. Queens. We did a show together. That's awesome. And He's we're Facebook friends now. Now, my brother, historically, as a kid, he was just like a very Charlie Brown-esque kid. It was, okay. He was a bad luck kid. He was that kid we all knew he had the bad luck. When he was in third <laughs> grade, my mom threw him a birthday party. And oh. it was at, do you guys remember the Ground Round? Oh, my God, yes. No, right? what's this? It's, wow. It was probably closed before you were of age, Justin. Mm-hmm. It was a restaurant where- We had like, a Ground Round, for sure. They had like- Birthday parties. Every, yeah, every kid had their birthday party yep. there, and you get free baskets of popcorn. They had yep. a popcorn machine that was constantly running, mm-hmm. and they would show old like black and white films of like the Three Stooges and the Little oh, Rascals. Man, how cool. And, I forgot about It was about a cool that. place. And they had a thing where you would go. They had a special night, I think once a month, where you'd go and you'd just pay your weight. So if you were a kid, like I, you know, I was a little kid. I, oh, I weigh fifty pounds, fifty cents. You get all you can eat dinner. Like wow. that's great. It was like a great place for kids. And uh, my family had no money, so to like reserve the ground round, I think was like a real reach for my mom. And she was trying to do something nice for my brother. And uh, she also she went real big, and she hired a clown. Yes, <laughs> she yes. hired a clown to come perform. Yes, and uh, oh God. She's there, and all the kids are there, and they've all been told, oh, the clown's coming, the clown's coming. All the kids are uh, <laughs> waiting, and it's like, oh, the clown's late. Where's the clown? And the kids are still watching the little rascals, but all the kids are like, oh, where's the clown? We want the clown. They're all, like, jacked up on too much soda at the ground. And then one of the ground round employees comes out. This was, you know, this was back in the 80s. There were no cell phones. And one of the ground round employees comes out and is like, hey, uh, Mrs. Gethard, there's actually a call for you. Can we? And she went to the other room and came back and then had to say, like, so kids, uh... <laughs> So the uh, the clown was in a car accident, no. and we will not have a clown today. <laughs> no. She God. also once took my brother to a magic so show. Funny. I think I was alive for this one. Uh, I, I was alive when he was in third grade, but I wasn't there. She also once took my brother to see him, a magician, and the magician fell off the stage and had to be removed on a stretcher. Oh my, God. <laughs> my brother it's has so a lot funny. of fiascos. <laughs> a lot of fiascos. First. Let's go to line four. We've got Allie in Dublin. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. What is up? Hello, Kier. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Do you have any fiascos yeah. for us? Uh, I, I got a couple. I can give you a choice if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want near near that experience in Norway? Uh, a prank war gone wrong or something to do with the Chris Gatter show? 
Something to do with Chris, Chris Gethin. Gethin. Yeah. No, prank. I I want prank war gone wrong. Yeah, I'm interested in that one. Prank as well. war gone wrong. Sounds Somehow like. near death didn't get me. I yeah, want near prank death war sounds scary. Gethin <laughs> show sounds like I've already talked too much about myself this week. So I think I might uh, I might invoke executive privilege as the vo- as the host and say, let's hear about the prank war gone wrong. Okay, not so much a prank war, more a dare war. So uh, it was back around in the thousands, around when Jackass was big. I was in a scout troop. Yeah. And you might wonder how, like, you know, a girl was in a scout troop. But, uh, you know, I'm trans, so I was kind of like a secret sleeper agent. Uh, What's a scout uh, troop? Boy scouts? Cub scouts? Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we're all doing dares. And uh, we were in the scout den where we all hung out. And we found, um, before we're going away for a weekend, we found... uh, these, this box of old food from the 80s. Oh, God. Oh, wow. With, like, cellophyte. Oh. And somebody dared me to eat eat the, like, tomato puree in a tube Ugh. that hadn't gone off since 1988, which was a year before I was born. Uh, and I uh, agreed to eat the tomato puree. And it was fine. It was oh. fine for about an hour. At this stage, we had driven to the campsite for the weekend and we'd been left alone. Oh, and um, yeah, I just had to scream emergency shit, and <laughs> everyone just ran away from me. I was in the middle of the oh, no. just exploding oh, everywhere out of both ends. Oh no, that's that's awful. I'm so sorry. You know what? You're a survivor. <laughs> this is a brave. This is a story of heroism. Yeah. What was the Chris Gethard show one? <laughs> I I I had broken my hip. <laughs> And I was back home with my parents, and it was the <laughs> and it was the night of uh, the short ghost episode. Oh, short ghost! Uh, oh, yeah, short um, ghost. Yeah, yeah. It was like Halloween, Halloween and uh, I was uh, I walked on crutches. I went down into the forest to an old haunted house in the middle of Ireland, and uh, I was waiting for the Skype call. I was on Skype waiting for my turn to be on. And I was there at four four a.m. in the in the morning, Aww. and I lo- I looked down at the phone, and there was four missed calls from Chris Gethard Project. So you so wandered through the, the forest. So for our Halloween episode, you <laughs> wandered through the forest in Ireland at four in the morning, house. and then missed the call. <laughs> oh no! I missed the call. So we would have loved that. Call. Oh, Allie. Oh no! The bit with the callers that week, if I remember correctly, was. Go, Call in from a haunted place. Go to a haunted place and Skype oh. in. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good yeah. show. Awesome. It was a good show. A cool it was a good show, yeah. Show. We had somebody ha- calling from the goat. It was a great show. The Goat Man Bridge, where the mm-hmm. goat man attacks people on a bridge. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. Pretty good show, Allie. Yeah. Thank you for the call. All right. I think we're almost ready to wrap up. Any last... Ma- I, I like a good fiasco story. I like a good disaster story. I have a ton of them. Yeah. Like, I embarrassed myself a lot growing up. Uh-huh. Like, one time, it's, it's real quick, I went to Mystic Aquarium, Connecticut. Oh. And I volunteered to help out in, like, a dolphin show. But I was very, very nervous. And I was, like, eight, nine. And all I had to do was on cue when they <laughs> told me, I throw a hula hoop in the water for the dolphin to jump through. Uh-huh. And they were going to say, oh, this is like our helper, Christy. Everyone clap for me. I got so scared and I buckled under the pressure that too soon I grabbed the hula hoop. I threw it in the water. It hit the dolphin <gasps> in the head. And the dolphin is going, <laughs> and that whole audience was like, <gasps> and then I cried and we left. <laughs> 
You must have been such a cute wow. eight or nine year old kid. I was, the, honestly, thank you for saying that because I was fucking so cute. <laughs> they, they all watch this cute little girl just murder a dolphin. Oh my God. That's very on brand for me, you right. know? But yeah, th- yeah, thank you for thinking I'm, I was cute. Because I was. The and those first, sound effects were great, I have to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. really the first cool. time I did Molly was at Bonnaroo. It was a huge disaster. I talked about it at length <laughs> and career suicide. It was a complete life fiasco. Transition. Everything Molly. fell apart in my life. But here's a story. <laughs> Everything. I mean, I broke up with a girl I've been dating for eight years. Like, it, while I was still high on Molly, she hasn't talked to me since. Rightfully so. I uh, <gasps> here's an aspect of that story well, that I've never yes. made public though. That is uh, one of my favorite fiasco parts of it was. I got back to my hotel that night, and I was in the artist hotel because we were performing. And I had my key out, and I could not figure out how to get the key in the door. I was like so fucking zooted out on Molly, it's just like mm-hmm. zoot, and I couldn't get the door. And then who comes around the corner? I did not. I think I knew he was at the festival, but it was Matt Besser from the UCB. Mm-hmm. Who you got to realize, like, like, oh. like, I'd known like he. I started at UCB when I was nineteen, and he was like the stern dad like he's the reason the standards were so high because oh, we wow. all wanted to like please him and he would like give notes and crush people and like there's always the thing where Bester's always been good to me gave me my first job he's always been v- uh, very much a friend to me over the years but you always have that feeling of like you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Bester you know and on top of it part of why I know that it's never good for me to drink and do drugs is I always want to hide it I'm one of those people like mm. which is a very sign of an addict I think of like no one can know I'm high so Bester comes around the corner and I'm like I mean, I've eaten a dangerous amount of Molly, and he comes around the corner and he goes, Gathered. And I turn around and I'm like, Besser? And he goes to uh, walk up to me and like give me a high five. And when I reach up my arm, he recoils in horror (laughs) and just goes, Why are you covered in dirt? And I looked down, I hadn't realized I'd spent so much time on Molly, like touching the grass and rolling around in grass that head to toe, I looked like fucking Pigpen from the Peanuts in front of one of my mentors. Oh Oh, my God. And I was just like, I don't know, man. I was touching grass. I was touching grass. (laughs) (laughs) This person who I'd always admired who built the theater that was my whole career foundation. Why are you covered in fucking dirt? Oh my God. (laughs) It's real bad. All right. (laughs) Justin, last minute. Fiascos. Um, yeah, I mean, we're still dealing with the fallout from um, oh, uh, the production of yeah, the Pat- podcast in space with Patrick. Pat- with Patrick, okay. yeah, fair. Yeah, all right. I think that's it. Oh, I think I we got a good episode go. on our. Th- oh yeah, you're yeah. the one who has a hard out. I know. I just hate when it's time to go. I'm just sad about it. I wish we could talk more. Speaking of you being sad. Tune in next week, please. And if you're in New York, come live. Yes, New Yorkers, the live audiences have been small but mighty. And I want to pack that place up. But Chris, you got to. There was like, what, maybe 30 people there last night? And they filled that room with energy. Yeah, they were great. And I want you guys to show up for Christy because she's taking. You're walking out on an emotional tightrope. Yeah, and it might suck. I don't know. But it's going to suck in a way where we need people to have your back. Yes. I really, truly, please. I would. I'm telling you sincerely. I would. If if you choose a day to support me, let it be this one. All right. Anything else to plug on the way out? No. I just. I'm just happy to be here. All right, Tim. Anything to plug? How can people watch you on Twitch? How can they? Can they hear this teenager? (laughs) Yes. Check me out on Twitch.tv/slash/totallytimlol. God bless you. It is fun and games, and we are getting there, guys. Somebody gave me, oh, well, I'll try to be fast. Uh, somebody started giving me, I felt like a chat girl, because someone started giving me dollars for 
for putting on sunglasses, and they gave me $17 to put on 17 pairs wow. of sunglasses. You had 17 pairs of sunglasses? I have a lot. Yeah, it's kind of my <laughs> thing, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I need something else. But anyway, so yeah, so come check it out. There's a lot of antics. Totally oh. Tim, LOL, on twitch.tv. Any real plugs? Or are we just going with that one? Real plugs? Um, <laughs> check out my girlfriend and I's late night show called A Late Night Show That Is Also Live. Follow it it's on so Instagram. Funny. Great show. Or oh, check yeah. it out. The last one we did was Mix Up at the Factory. It was the Oops All Interviews show. Because like, I, I was there. It was like, how many interviews? Like 20? We did 10. Well, felt 10, like, but I know. like 20. Because they're like four minutes long because we got to like jam it in. But yeah, it's, it's the best. a great show. I love we, that show. We do it it's at the Brick show. once a month. I think the next one's October 26th. Check Maya out. Sharma, what are we plugging on our way out there? I'm going to plug, you know, uh, uh, our Ladies Who Ranch had our show yesterday. It was fantastic at Union Hall. Follow us on Instagram at Ladies Who Ranch. But I'm going to plug TV Dinner, which is yes. a weekly show at uh, the BCC, which is currently at the Brick. And uh, it's Thursday nights at 1030. It's all bits that were come up within the past, in like 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> um, uh, some CGP people, I mean, Tim's, Tim's on it. Tonight? It's um, a wild, fucked up it's show. It's <laughs> Justin Linville. Um, I host a monthly show with Maya called Animal Show at The Well. October 8th is and the next one. I want to plug one. that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, just, you know, help us fund Podcast in Space Season 2. We're really trying for that one. And um, maybe listen after the episode and you'll see a little note from uh, a special guest star we had this week. Yeah, yeah. So as for myself. This episode's coming out on Friday, September 27th. I'm at Woodstock tonight at the Colony doing stand-up. Tomorrow, live, beautiful, anonymous. Sunday, uh, Union Hall. Monday is the big one. Asbury Park, New Jersey. There's still some tickets for my late show, and I'm filming my special. I'm filming all these shows this week, so uh, please do come out and support. We got, I got to pack out those Jersey shows because that's where we're bringing the most cameras. And then there's also tickets left for Baltimore and Richmond at the end of the week. So go to chrisgeth.com and get tickets for all of those. Thank you all for listening and we'll be back Bye. next week. Uh, hi, this is Griffin Newman. Uh, I really uh, was was so honored to play the role of Satan in this episode of the Chris Gethard Presents podcast. Um, thanks again to Justin, Maya, Harry, uh, everyone over at Earwolf. It uh, really was the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, tune in to Blank Check every Sunday, wherever podcasts are found. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.